Hello, and welcome to the I Am Me Initiative podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Jackie. We met through holistic healing, instantly connected, and have built a friendship on profound conversations, healing, and growth. Only after about a decade did we finally decide to record our conversations, knowing that we cannot be the only ones going through the messy middle of this beautiful thing called life. The shift that we have experienced through our own healing has brought incredible change in ourselves, our personal lives, and even our businesses. We continue to learn, or rather unlearn, how to be us, clear the clutter that is keeping us from being the most incredible and authentic versions of ourselves. And we want you to jump in. It's time to pay the lessons forward. So join us in this space where we get to come back to ourselves, share the hard stuff, the good stuff, and of course, the magic of stepping into exactly who we are meant to be. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the I Am Me Initiative podcast. We're your hosts, Kim. And Jackie. And today we're talking about boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> Love <But> it. <laughs> before we get there, let's talk about what we're celebrating. Jackie, okay. what are you celebrating? Well, I'm actually going to celebrate that I spent um, the weekend at 4-H Expo, which is a great big regional show um, in my area. And it was so lovely to see all the kids and some great cattle and some great families. And I'm really celebrating that at one point in time, about 2018, I did set some boundaries and walked away from being the general leader from uh, the club that I had led for a really long time. And it was so nice to go and just be. And that was a really fantastic feeling. What about that, you, Kim? What are you celebrating? Oh, well, that's awesome, Jackie. <laughs> um, so you know what, mine's a really interesting celebration. So this last weekend uh, was crazy. So um, we celebrated our neighbor's life. Uh, we had a funeral service for her. And then the very next day, within like 24 hours, I celebrated a 90-year-old man's birthday. A really good friend of mine's grandpa. Hmm. And it was just this like moment of reflection that like you just have no idea what life your life is going to bring you. And I sat on my step and I was looking at the moon and I was just like, my life is pretty amazing. And <laughs> I'm just so grateful to be in a space where I am pushing my upper limits all the time to expand into my most like expanded version because it's just such a cool feeling. And I'm so grateful for the space, the support, and the, the guts, I guess, to do it. And I'm celebrating that life is just so incredible and how it was a definitely a moment of reflecting of you should just live the most amazing time you have because you have no idea you could be our neighbor was 59 and then I went to a 90 year old's birthday <laughs> and I celebrated my birthday and it was just a really interesting like kaleidoscope of emotions and so that's what I'm celebrating go live your life in the most amazing way <laughs> oh I love that Kim and happy belated birthday. I know we talked lots the day of your birthday, but uh, it's just so special to be able to um, go through these milestones with you. So I'm Thank celebrating you. you too. Thank you. Yeah. So today we want to talk about boundaries because that is, I think, a really pivotal key 
mm-hmm. in how to live your most amazing life because the moment you start opening your heart center and you start living from that state of of love and you know you go for it you have to have boundaries to protect that and i'm not saying protect it in like a closed off way where you're scared of the world I'm saying in a way where you can actually have the space to do the things that you need to do that make you feel alive, that make you feel fulfilled. And if you don't give yourself that space, <clears throat> how are you going to do it? Yeah, that's beautiful. So Kim, I had um, a client on my table last week and we actually had um, this exact example come up where we really do need to talk about boundaries. So she is an amazing lady. She's, I just love her to bits. And she has lots of kids. She's got those kids and lots of activities. She's gotten a really cool husband who is, uh, like works really hard and has his feet in a lot of buckets too. And so she was on my table and we actually did the heart centered meditation. So we came to that spot where she was looking for like, where, what does feel good? And so you guys know, we talked about awareness a lot and, you know, how we fit in. But then she came to the realization that her um, awareness and her husband's awareness are on two completely different planes. And then it's like, okay, and now what? And so that is where the topic of boundaries has come up because it's really important to be able to kind of like dissect this so that we can make it work for you guys to see that boundaries are really, really important. Yeah, I think when you're in a relationship, especially if you're running a business or a farming operation or even just a busy household together, like, There's, I mean, I think it's impossible not to have times where you aren't going to be growing together. Not that you're growing apart necessarily. And this isn't an episode talking about divorce or separation. No. (laughs) To be totally honest, I have zero experience with that. My husband and I have been married for six years, but together for like 150. So um, I just, (laughs) I think in all reality, we've had really tough times, but we've never split um, since we married. And so... But I have experienced with him times when I felt like our trajectories were completely different. Like, you know, you're growing one, one person is like 400 steps ahead of the other one or vice versa, or you're slightly out away from each other, but there is still some, there's obviously some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like integrity that keeps you in the same plane. Like your morals and your values are the same. Yes. But it's almost like inevitable in your marriage to have some time or your relationships, even with friends and family, where you're not growing in the same direction. And it can feel like, well, what the fuck do we do now? <laughs> like, how do you make this work? And I'm like you, Jackie, I've had clients on my table that have really felt like they've truly felt like it's been impossible to make changes. And I'm not, I'm, I feel like I'm not void of that either. Like there's been times in my life where I'm like, I knew we needed change, but it felt impossible. Mm-hmm. And- yeah and when you break it down like you said when you dissect it the only thing that you as an individual can control is how you behave to your feelings and actions or beliefs pardon me and 
the only thing that you can do is you can really lean in and honor what you need. Mm-hmm. And then you have to set boundaries around that. And the other person has to kind of, and there's, there's compromising those boundaries. It can't necessarily be a hard line or that might take you towards not being together, but you have to know what it is that you need. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that especially, I feel like the woman takes on so many roles, at least in my house, but, and tomorrow is our 31st anniversary. So I can speak about this too, quite a lot. <laughs> we've, had some, we've had some shit shows, believe me. But I think that um, we try and be superheroes, or I sure did here. And then all of a sudden it's expected. And all of a sudden I'm burnt out and I can't do everything. And I think that's where we get to this big, like, head to head things happening is because the guy, my husband, he's still expecting me to do all the things like I always could. And I'm burnt out. And there's no communication around that because I hadn't set boundaries. Yes, exactly. I think a lot of us women, like, I know, I mean, depending, I guess, on your age. <laughs> And some people listening might not agree with this, but I felt like I was conditioned by some old gender roles where like, Mm -hmm. but it was interesting because my mom worked, uh, she's, she's professional. She's a medical professional and she worked for like, she's still working actually. Um, but I was also really heavily influenced by my grandma who never did have a formal job away from the farm. So she did the meals, she did the garden, she did the, every little job in between the the husband running the equipment, you know, like she ran the grain truck, she would jump in the equipment. If the, if, you know, <laughs> something else had to be happened, she would be the extra hand working cattle. And, and so this is how I formed my life. <laughs> and so I came into my relationship in this consciousness that I had to prove I could fulfill these roles, this old gender role. And I married a man who was raised by a stay at home farm wife. So again, mm-hmm. all those same gender roles, but we're living in the, like 2000s where you have to have a fucking job if you want to eat food (laughs) exactly so we're so similar in that way kim because i was exactly like grew up on a farm where my mom was like the super lady who made all the wedding cakes for everyone in the community made all their bridesmaid dresses made a few wedding dresses drove a school bus then she came like she had all of these jobs but she was still my dad's right hand man and um so i grew up watching that right and then i moved to a family farm here with scott where his mom had never been anywhere except for being the mom and the wife of six boys and she was amazing at her job but she still asks me now when she's 86 you know well i hope you made scott supper before you came to see me or (laughs) you know like she's so conditioned in that you look after the man first before you worry about anybody else. So that's definitely where my I watch my conditioning come from too, for sure. And I think that this is a lineage that like is hanging on in the farm life. You know, like it's hanging on mm-hmm. in the even though times are changing and there is more equality, but I feel like there's equality in some ways, but then there's also this vast inequality because yes. You know, there's this, and I mean, I'm not poo-pooing on men. They work really hard. They're amazing human beings and their strength is like incredible to me. Like my husband spent like 
four hours yesterday out in like 35 degree weather ripping like boards apart because my parents had a storm last summer and, and we're trying to clean up all the stuff that we didn't get to last year and and I there's no way I could do that but at the same time like I'm running to town and getting groceries and making meals and like cleaning the house and cutting the grass and making the gar- cutting like looking after the garden and and working and it's you know like it's not one dimensional for a woman and I think there are days we just, we can get so lost in all these roles and all these hats that we wear. And, and again, this boils back down to where I came up with the I Am Me initiative, because when was the last time that you sat and you reflected on you, just you and your essence being enough? And then almost like handpicking the roles that you want to do that feel fulfilled and then delegating or getting rid of the shit that you don't want because you don't actually have to be doing it. And I think some people, especially women and some men too, don't realize that they don't have to do it the same way because their dad did it or their granddad did it. Or, you know, like that's just how you do it on a farm. Like bullshit. You can rewrite any rule you want. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like what, how we've talked about. Don't you don't have to be tethered to your story. No. And, and in how- reality, when we're scared to set boundaries, they we don't give them a chance to try some other jobs or some other roles either, right? Because we almost hold on to them tightly, like, well, nobody can do it as good as me. Or, or if I do give this up, like, it's a self-limiting belief that you're not as needed or, or as committed to this farm, etc. That and also, like, if you go even a layer deeper, if you're afraid to set boundaries, which I can, like, I'm totally there. Like, there's been some I've set and I do okay with, and then there's some I've set and hit resistance, and then I crumble to pieces. I'm like, ah, I'll do it. I got it. It's fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I think that the deeper layer is that, like, you don't think you're valuable enough to set those boundaries. And that Mm -hmm. is where you have to maybe take a good, hard look in the mirror and say, like, why do I think that I have to do 30,000 things every single day and wear myself out to where there is literally no like no joy in my life mm-hmm. before I can prove that I'm worthy of being here. Yes. Oh, it's all boundaries. It totally is. Yeah, and it's a belief system like you have to tell yourself that that's not true. Like like go back to the fact or fiction thing like is that really true? Like let's just perhaps throw a little curveball in there. What if you became unwell to the point that you couldn't do anything are you just supposed to move out (laughs) exactly yeah or or something happens to your husband right then what are you supposed to just take on everything you've done and his stuff yeah like there's got to be almost like a bit of a plan you know like and i think we get so in over our heads sometimes that we aren't being honest with ourselves, yes. And then we do have these breakdowns and we do have these rifts in our marriage. And then we do feel like we're growing apart because they're not, there was no boundary there in the beginning because the lack of boundaries is usually an indication of, like you said, a limiting belief. What is that belief depending on you, right? Like what is your biggest conflict in why you aren't setting these boundaries or why you think you need to? Like, honestly, I used to be this arrogant little shit in my mind. that's like, look how amazing I am. I can do all this stuff. And I like, I drove like a tractor and I can back my trailer up now like a superstar. I'm just crazy amazing. And then at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. I haven't looked after my body. I haven't eaten healthy. And no one else gives a shit. 
No, nobody else has even noticed. No, like, <laughs> no. No, it's so true. So and true. I mean, I'm not saying that you don't do the, anything. You do what you feel works for you and what's in your wheelhouse. Like, I've had to start saying no to my husband when he's asked me to do things that are really, really heavy lifting. Like, I'm, like, legit heavy lifting. I'm a very strong person by nature, but I have a – I came off my horse last summer and I hurt my back really bad. And I just had to set the boundary. Like, I cannot do that. <laughs> Sorry. And some days I get resistance. Yeah. For sure. But you know what? It's actually, I feel like it's the resistance is almost like a test. Because yes. it's 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 like, okay, how much do you actually value your opinion, your boundary? Let's give this a try. <laughs> and the test isn't coming from like my husband being a tyrant. It's coming from like the universe being like, okay. Yeah. Yes, 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 exactly. That's what I meant. You're being sure. challenged. Let's see how you're going to handle this because. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like growth. Like there are definitely times where it's incredibly uncomfortable to grow. And setting boundaries is another one where sometimes it feels really hard to set them. But I'm sure everyone's heard this before. Like no was a complete sentence. You don't need to state a case for yourself. You don't need to have like this background story. You can literally just say, no, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes you have to walk away from that. <laughs> like, no, that doesn't work for me. Okay. See you later. Like, because you have to do that until it starts to become more comfortable for you. Yes, absolutely. It and does it- take practice. Like it really does take practice. <laughs> yes. I'm the best starter and stopper of boundary settings, I feel. But Uh I am like in the last two, like I feel like the last two or three years, I've really gotten good at at setting boundaries and really making me and what I need a priority. But it's taken a long time. And like we've been been together for longer than some of the dirt around this farm. So yeah, (laughs) it does take forever. Yes. And it's a balancing act that's ever changing and growing because like I said, you're not always growing at the same time, but you are, you know, inevitably evolving. Yes. One thing is to like, what I have found is when you start to do the work for yourself and you really do feel comfortable setting these boundaries, like you use the heart opening exercises and you get in tune with what your intuition is saying and you figure out what it is that you truly know have this deep knowing that you need in your life and then you start to create action steps that build that you set these boundaries around it it's Mm -hmm. like this magical ripple effect that starts to create that growth in the people that are closest to you and this is where like in terms of partnerships it might take a little bit of like patience it might take a little bit of almost like distraction for yourself to wait for the person to catch up to you but once you create the space for yourself, you're also creating the space for your partner. And that's where the impossible changes become possible. For sure. Well, I think it comes back to the awareness thing too, Kim, right? Because when we, when we talk about awareness and the conditioning and where our fact and fiction can show up from like as little people, and we bring it into adulthood, we have to almost like remember understand the conditioning that our spouse has come from as well yes and and i think that actually gives them a little bit it makes me feel some grace towards where they're coming from 
And then yeah. um, <clears throat> it takes that emotion out of like, no, I'm not doing that because I'm setting a boundary and that's it. Amen. I'm not talking about it again to the point where I understand where he's coming from, from his conditioning, his factor fiction versus my factor fiction. And then you can neutralize it and talk about it properly and not end up in a big fight about it. Just where it both, it feels good for both of us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I think too, one thing I was working with a coach and she was saying to me, like, because I came to a coach, like to lot, like, again, I said this last time on the last episode where I like, I had this like kind of anxiety breakdown mm -hmm. and like, I was just so uncomfortable in my life. It was just so, it just felt like every day there was too much. Like yeah. there was never enough hours to get the things I needed to get done. Like with between cleaning and working and cooking and looking after my son and running all the farm errands and doing everything. Like I just literally felt overwhelmed every day in day out. Like I felt like I needed to clone myself a hundred times in order to have enough space to do what I need to do. And yeah. And she said to me, and it wasn't like a hate on my husband time. It was just, yeah. she said, you know, like if, if you think he's expecting this of you, which to be honest, there's another layer to that too, but let's just go with the, if you think he's expecting of this, it is 100% fair to say, okay, if I'm going to add something to my plate that is maybe not necessarily like quote unquote my thing, but it's a thing for the partnership or our work, our farm or our marriage, mm -hmm. they have to be willing to take something off for you. Yeah. And but then a deeper layer of that for me going into what you said, Jackie, like awareness is a lot of the things that I was putting on myself were expectations I was bringing to the table of myself yes. that when talked about in a logical way, he's like, I don't expect you to do that. Like, for example, polishing the toilets every three days or like, you know, like things like that, right. that just, they just don't need to happen. And or a fancy home cooked meal every day. It was like, I don't care if I eat grilled cheese and I'm fine with making them. You know, like it's sometimes yeah. I think too, we get these things in our head of our own expectation layering. And every day we, we have this like revolving expectation wheel and we never get through it. So we have this constant state of failure above us over and over and over again. And that over time breaks you down too to think you can't stand up for yourself because it's yourself telling you that you suck. Uh, yes. And, you know, we're comparing ourselves to who our mothers and mother-in-laws and grandmothers were. And if you actually sat down and talked with them, they probably are feeling the same as way we were. And we're trying to keep up with what they wish they couldn't, wouldn't have had to do. <laughs> you know? A lot of them didn't work. No. I mean, if I didn't have a day job, that's about eight hours, eight and a half hours in a day that I have to do yes. all the farm chores. Yes. So it's, it's, you have to kind of like, again, it's kind of like that factor fiction thing. Instead of it just being a thought, like look at your schedule, look at your daily expectation and be like, is this even logical? Yes, exactly. Is it logical? Do I want to do it? How do I feel when I'm doing it? And how can I make this not my thing <laughs> if I don't <laughs> like it? <laughs> right? It's, like, yeah. Talk about your options. And like, the other thing is, if this is a if a woman's listening and you're present, you're having an issue with the spouse where you're trying to come to the same page, men typically respond really well to facts. 
So if you're overwhelmed and you're overworked and you literally cannot keep up and you're like a second away from burning out completely, you can say, okay, we can change how we run this operation to a point that is more feasible for us to do it. Or you can hire somebody. This is what it looks like on paper to do both. Write it out. They can't argue with you. Exactly. Yeah. And vice versa. I mean, as a, a woman, I enjoy facts too, because it just clarifies everything and there's no emotions attached to it. Yeah. And if you can have neutral facts, you can create a solution. You uh, always, if you can get out of that emotion, <laughs> it's amazing what you can get accomplished. But yeah, like, why do we find it so hard to like, set a boundary and maintain a boundary and not waver on that? Like, what is it that you know like what what do you find that pops into your head jackie when you're like ah this is a boundary but i don't know if i can hang on to it (laughs) well some honestly sometimes i feel like it's just easier to do it myself and not worry like you know like i will think of it that way it's like oh i'll just do it and it'll be done in five minutes and i don't even have to think about the emotion the telling somebody no i'm not doing it blah 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 I feel like sometimes that's really where I get to in my head is like, fuck it. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could also go on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Like, is it, is that what you feel too? Or is there something else that comes up? It's like the sense of, um, to be totally honest, like one of the ones that I'm struggling with right now, and I know that I've said this on this podcast before, is making Dwayne's lunch. Yeah. There are mornings where I'm like, I don't have time. Also, I'm like <laughs> resentfully spreading mayonnaise on a piece of bread. And I'm like, God, no one makes my lunch for me. You know, like, <laughs> so, anyways, but like my husband was raised by a stay at home farm mom who cooked every yeah. meal. And there was hardly ever leftovers because there was seven or yeah, there was, there were seven people in the family. Um, And then, so he was always served a meal, which is just par for the course. They worked really, really hard as kids. Like sometimes I feel like my husband was raised in the 1800s, but you know, um, (laughs) anyways. And so, and then when he left home, he moved as a hired man. Like that was his job was a hard man. And a lot of like everywhere he went, his pay was room and board as well. And so when we met, I had grown up cooking for my family. So it was just a very natural transition that I did 99.9% of the cooking. And so I feel like the boundary of making his lunch has, instead of, okay, so I'm like, this is natural for me, but if I can do that, but you can do like X, Y, Z over here. So that I'm not doing, I'm not getting up in the morning and spending an hour and a half of my first part of the day fluttering about the kitchen while you're taking, you know, your sweet time to get out of bed and have a shower, like a leisure, like woman shower, you know, like that's very sexy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I'm like covered in mayonnaise and eggs and I have, like, I have to get in the shower. Like I, and so we've kind of worked out this fine dance of like, okay, I'll make the sandwiches. You, he loves to fold my massage sheets. It's just a yeah. weird thing that he loves to do. And then he also like will switch laundry over. And often he's the one that like gets Briggs up out of bed. And so I was like, Hey, that works. That works. And so the boundary doesn't look like me just being like, Oh, I don't want to make your damn sandwiches anymore. It's more like, I don't mind making these because it is easier for me to do it. 
but something else has to give. Yeah. I'm not your servant. I, we went, we, last fall, we had some kids here that were coming for care, like, cause we shared a nanny. Yeah. And they came early. They'd get here at like seven 30. So like Dwayne wouldn't be out of the door yet. It was like into the winter. And so he wouldn't get out of the door till right before eight. And he was asking me for this and Briggs was asking me for this. And someone else was asking me for this. And the one little girl looked at me, she's like, Oh wow, you're a servant. And I was like, Oh, you just got me right in the gut there, lady. And so I just, that I think was a realization that like, I can do what I'm good at doing, but yes. I'm not doing it all. I cannot do it all because that's where burnout comes in. Totally. So yeah, like I struggle. I think when I'm, when I was kind of on the boundary of like, I'm not doing any of it. Fuck you. Yeah. You can do it all yourself. And I'm going to have a leisurely woman shower and, you know, like, <laughs> Yes. my hair today and, um, <laughs> and then I was like so then I felt guilty because it was set in that it wasn't set in a neutral way it was set in like a resentment way and I wasn't processing that anger which the anger was coming from myself not thinking I was worthy of equality yes I totally get that for sure yeah I think the steps to creating boundaries is like kind of the progression of what we talk about right like you've got to get deep and know what it is that you need in your life and what you want and then you have to really adopt that into your heart center and then let your thoughts align with that like like you might have to train your mind a little bit here and be like okay this is what i want you got to get on board with yourself you've got to tell yourself that that's okay over and over again because i think sometimes too we ask for change we go to have a confrontation about change and then we crumple into like old news. Exactly. So that, that is exactly what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's where awareness, factor fiction, taking the emotion out of it, all yeah. of that is so important to set these boundaries because then you can actually set a boundary. Yes. Yeah. And Without yeah. tears. Like I used to be like, get all in a big huff and like storm around and everyone's wondering what's, why is there lightning and thunder in the house? And like, because you're storming around pissed off, but you can't say your words because you're going to just burst out bawling and then have a big fight on your hands. Like we're now with some really good tools that doesn't happen anymore. Right. You can actually have mature conversations. Yeah. Because I think the, like I'm, I'm a crier too when I'm really mad. Yeah. And I think it's because it, this, it really does reflect that there's a betrayal and the mm-hmm. betrayal to yourself that yes. when you break it down, like, what is this really telling me about myself? What is it? Why am I triggered by somebody that's stepping on my toes, you know, like telling me I have to do all these things or not hearing me, not listening to me is because it starts with you not listening to you. Yes. There well, was the biggest part right it's like i didn't get a like i didn't like say my vows and get a list of to of 100 to do things i had to do i made no. that up myself yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah and i'm a martyr like i'm like i'm really good at this stuff and like look at me i'm like this you know oh, me too. and and then i'm jealous of everyone that crosses my path that's selfish and that's not healthy no no, exactly. Yeah. Including my husband. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, my husband's one of the, literally one of the hardest working, working people I know. Like he's, he's works too much in fact. And, but there are times where he can be so unwaveringly selfish and it's such a good thing. It's such a healthy thing. Like even like this weekend, he's going away for four days to go golfing. He's like, I don't know, Kim, I shouldn't be going. I, I'm like, you should be going. You yeah. need to go. You need to go unwind, go have some drinks, like go do some guy things, go get some golf. And you haven't golfed this much in like four years, which I think he's a little bit worried he's going to hurt himself. But um, <laughs> it's just, I'm like, and for the first time in my life, I think because I'm finally setting in like my own space where I'm like, no, I know my limits in a lot of things. I'm not resentful. I'm like excited for him to go. Yes. I think it changes everything, right? It does. It does. But you have to know your value Mm -hmm. so that you can feel confident in that. Yes. And you protect that with the boundaries. Give yourself the space to live the life you want. If you're not living the life you want, sit down and like, let yourself figure out what that looks like. So you can start to gear your days that direction and you know even what kind of boundaries you need because the worst thing is coming to a, a, a fight saying i can't do this anymore i don't want this and i need something to change and they're like okay what and you're like i don't know yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, this is your, like your sign or your permission whatever you need right now to 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 know yourself yes let's get deep into the i am me who is me for <laughs> yes. you so important and yeah. so worth it so worth it yeah i mean i still have lots of work to do in boundaries because i am like i am uh empathetic to a fault and when you're empathetic to a fault i just like you f- i feel so deeply for someone that it is a knee-jerk reaction for me to give away of myself to make someone else feel good and i'm learning to give that energy back to myself And that's, yeah. that's not an easy <laughs> thing, but it's part of what, like, I'm grateful for Jackie. I'm grateful for the IME initiative, the the membership, because this is part of it is like to build up that strength and know that you have a backing always that you're like, you are allowed to be you. Yes. Yes, please. And nothing more. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Just unapologetically amazing you. And when you know that and you're comfortable in that, you know how you can guard that. This feels like a really strong word, guarding it. But I think you do need some strength in that because it, then you can, you know how you can move forward in your best interest. And if anybody listening has kids, my God, this is important for them to know. Yes. Is it ever? Because yeah. they need to learn that they are important and wouldn't you want them to be important and wouldn't you want them to feel like they're heard and for them to feel like they can live their most expanded version of themselves so you need to know how to set boundaries so they can by osmosis figure it out too yeah it's so important when i feel that um i i think boundary setting is really hard and really necessary in so many people like you think it's you it's me like two out of two 
<laughs> like yeah. the odds is the odds is against it right and so um i think anybody out there that's feeling like man i do need to learn some boundaries we all need to learn some boundaries mm-hmm. so don't don't beat yourself up about it i just think too like oh, I, it is interesting how many of us feel like we have to have all these jobs or identities or these things we can accomplish or do in order to be whole and we lack boundaries because it's almost like the more parts we can patch ourselves together with the more whole we can become and it becomes this like kind of ever evolving cycle of trying to be whole filling these gaps with all these extra things we can take on as a parent, as a spouse, as a friend, as a person of the community. Mm-hmm. And there will come a time when you hit this moment of like, I'm not whole. And no matter what I do, I can't fulfill that. And it can feel terrifying when you hit that spot because it's like, well, what do I do now? How am I ever going to feel good? And to the inactual reality, the wholeness is this essence underneath all of that. That when you peel these layers away and you and you start to let your light come out a little bit and like your true essence and self and this beautiful gifts that are withheld within you, then you start to feel whole. It's like the more you relinquish off of you, the more roles and expectations that you can let go of and you can allow someone else to do what they're meant to do too, including your spouse and your children, the more whole you become. That's beautiful, Kim. That's so true. And I feel like we were experiencing as we're going through this, Jackie, and like our conversations between the two of us are so much deeper. And like, I don't know, it just feels so cool to see that evolution. And don't get me wrong, there are still days where we fall back into that habit of pulling those roles in. And certain things will trigger insecurities and then you'll find yourself doing that because it's like that's your that's like been your habit for so long but you will as this becomes more and more natural for you you'll revert back to that space of letting go of all that stuff I just keep thinking about the people before us that have um, worked all their lives and done all of this stuff right and they just have been so busy with no boundaries and then all of a sudden it's time to retire and as soon as they retire they it feels like some of them get sick and die like it's just like retired i have no value i don't know i don't have a boundary because i don't even know myself anymore and so what good am i here on earth and then i get sick and i die and i think it's just so sad but how many times have you thought of people that that's happened to And it's like, oh, you left all that amazingness on the table because we didn't have boundaries. We didn't get to know ourselves. We didn't get deep. And it's really sad. Yeah. When you think of it that way. I think too, like this weekend, we're speaking about like people passing away. Like I just, I, I haven't had a close person pass away in my life since my grandma passed away mm-hmm. um like a really close person like i've had some people for sure but like this person was my next door neighbor and she was definitely part of like my everyday life yes. um 
I walked past her house every day to go see my horses. I, you know, often she would be grabbing Briggs out of the backyard and feeding him freezies. <laughs> um, it was definitely like a bonus grandma to my yeah. son. And so her death was upsetting. And I think that there was this, you know what this happens. We have these like cliche moments of like, I'm going to live my life to the fullest, you know? And, um, <laughs> And I know I've said that before, but this time processing death was different for me because it was very interesting because I, I feel connected to her energetically for the work that I do. And so that feels really comforting. But it also made me realize that like, I want to make my human existence incredible. And I think that it really made me hunker down into like a deeper level of like, okay, what's next? And how does that have to look? Like even tonight I got home, my son and I and my mom actually thankfully jumped in with me. We went to to the city today. I had to get a list of things like we can't get around here, like special cat food for a cat and um, a few other things that just we can't get here, health food store, that kind of stuff. And um, I was racing home. It was like 7.40, Briggs needed a bath and I had to meet up with Jackie. And I was just like, I have my house is in disarray because we had this funeral, then the birthday, and then all the things on the weekend. And and I just was like, I said in my head, I'm like, I need a little bit more time off. I can't be cramming so much stuff in. And it was just a little like light bulb moment. Yeah. And what I'm choosing to do now is moving forward. I'm going to build this into my schedule because I have to listen to this because I don't want to burn out. No, you're no good to anybody burnt out. No. And who no. are we kidding? Why? Why do something if you don't like doing it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, to a degree. I mean, I don't love paying taxes, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. To it, yes. It's such a good lesson and it's so important. Yes. And like, think about how good your life can be raise the upper limit like when you hit resistance because you think you can't have it a, a certain way mm-hmm. just pause for one second and think whoa, whoa, whoa where'd that rule come from like who wrote that and why am i living like that and then see what else you can create that's possible what else is possible yeah exactly yeah because and then once you start to really dig into that just give yourself the space by setting the boundaries so that you have the resources, whatever it means, time, energy, whatever, mental bandwidth so that you can follow through with that. Yeah. I think that's the key to all that growing independently of your spouses and your family is you have to hold steady to what it is that you need. And eventually you'll either kind of come back together or you won't. And either yep. way, you'll be in a state of understanding yourself at the deepest level that that process, no matter what it looks like, will be something you can get through. I guarantee it will. This work is so worth it. Yeah. It can be messy, but it's freaking worth it. It can be messy, hey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should get sponsored by Kleenex. Ooh, good idea. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. We'll put that on the to-do list. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Everybody's getting Kleenex. You're getting Kleenex and you're getting Kleenex. 
Yes. So if anybody listening is still here with us and you are interested in the idea of setting boundaries, but you would love some support in that, we've got a membership opening this week. And this is the stuff that we will be talking about. We will be creating tools for you that will be available at your fingertips and we'll be creating a community so you can talk to other like-minded people going through the exact same things. So this is going to be live June 9th. So stay tuned for more information or you can go check out our Facebook page or group, pardon me, and um, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah, this membership is going to be amazing. I can't wait for it to go live and for you all to be able to see it because I feel um, that it's just going, it's already beautiful. Um, There's a lot of content already in there, but it's just going to get better and better week by week. And um, it's only going to be better if you guys jump in. So we hope you'll come and check it out. And exciting news, we have our first sponsor of our membership. Uh, I won't give away who it is yet. I'll keep that a surprise. But just so anyone listening knows, um, every month we'll have an equivalent of $44 worth of sponsorship. So that means that you'll get up to at least $44 worth of uh, discounts to our favorite things. We'll have them listed in the are in the memberships. So essentially, if you use those discounts, your membership costs you nothing. Yeah, so yeah so stay tuned we've got lots of exciting things coming up and like jackie said we've got some great contact in their content in there now and every month it will continue to grow and build and we will continue to bring in our favorite things so it's just going to be a cool place to be yeah you don't want to miss out definitely not and thank you for listening today as always we're so grateful for the support um we just know what it's like to live and grow and evolve we want everyone to come with us and we're just so grateful for you guys listening Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good day. Bye.